going to try to do a recording here that's, um, again, a little bit different. I was uh, looking through an encyclopedia that I'm using to teach Julia, and as I'm just going through it to see if it's suitable, I notice uh, buildings listed, uh, the big tall buildings, the world's tallest buildings, um, as a world fact, and I, I noticed one's called the One World Trade Center, and I thought, okay, well, that's interesting, and I asked Adina. She never heard of it. I never heard of it. Uh, I dig into it a little further, and I find it's the building that's built on the location where the Twin Towers were located. Well, in tw and it was, and as I looked it up, it was, the construction started, I think, in 06 and completed in 2013. But in 2016, when we were on the road, it was in the news in the United States that a proposal was put forward, and I think it was approved, to build a mosque on the uh, Twin Tower site. And I never forgot about it because I thought that was really unusual, um, very politically strained, and I thought, man, that's going to really freak people out. So I never forgot about it. But I just, without getting into the details or politics here, this is what I'm going to say. I have faced um, the sort of fear of the three types of globalism. First being the corporate, being very concerned about what Facebook and Google were doing as in 07. Then before I woke up, the Islamic globalism was having a big impact in Canada. And then recently, um, not even just recently, but I, I would say around the time of the election in the United States, just before the election, I realized just how much control China had over America. So for whatever reason, I was being tweaked. Because, I, I mean, I understood economics. I understood uh, a lot of things about business. And and I also understood about what was going on with the United Nations, the globalism and climate, uh, the new climate religion, the new, um, you know, at the time, and uh, climate uh, tax, carbon tax to fund an unelected government. Anyway, so it was all freaking me out. And I decided to uh, step away from being an entrepreneur study environmental science and become a mediator between um, the business world, which I knew quite well, and the uh, the green world, which I understood was being co-opted, it was being controlled by people that had didn't give a rat's ass about uh, climate or or uh, pollution or anything like that, and but had a lot of people brainwashed into wanting to destroy business and the free world and things like that. So there was this massive impasse between the world of business, I thought, and the world of uh, environmentalists. So that's what I was working on uh, in 2010, I think it was, just for reference. Anyway, so um, as I was, okay, so as I... As I give more thought to the idea, okay, well, I've shifted into a reality where there is a one world trade center that wasn't there. I can't be sure when that happened, but I know that um, it wasn't there for me in the reality I was experiencing in 2016, at least uh, for the first half of 2016. Anything could have happened after that. And then it struck me, wow, I have faced all three globalism uh, takeovers. And all of them kind of freaked me out. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I'm purging out um, this feeling of losing my sovereignty and my freedom. I'm also aware through psychic stuff that I, and many, I believe, probably all light workers, have been everybody on the planet from Jews to First Nations. And uh, 
you know, physically in different lifetimes. And so, um, we would have experienced the loss of freedom and it would be very spooky and this would be a good way to purge all of that out. The reason I'm doing this recording is because it's a profound discovery for me because I was taken in a vision in, in 2016 or no, uh, 1996 to the world trade centers or world trade centers, what it was called. I'd never heard of it before. And, uh, I thought it was very cool because I was an entrepreneur. It was in 1996, so I didn't have the internet, or at least it was, you know, not everybody had it, so I didn't get to look it up. So the dream was essentially uh, being shown the World Trade Center, taken inside to the World Trade Center. It's an invisible entity, another being, off-world being, and uh, being shown elevators inside and a concession stand taken outside, shown uh, two sailboats sailing opposite each other around the top of the tower. It never struck me that, I just assumed, I mean, it was only one tower, but I just assumed it was the, you know, went after the 911 thing happened, I assumed, oh, well, I was taken to the Twin Towers. That's interesting. It's a very cool dream. There was other things that happened. I'll mention them here. Um, but I never thought that maybe this could be about the One World Trade Center because all of a sudden in 2020, I'm aware of it. So... I was shown a a world map being built in the sky, like a great big rectangle, using the sky as a monitor. And it was being built very fast with puzzle pieces, uh, with the sound effects of click, 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 click. And as it's being built, there's a piece missing in every country. And uh, one of those countries was Africa, the West Coast, uh, Sahara. There's a piece missing out of it. And in these reality shifts and the geography changes, I'm seeing that a piece, it's on the sort of upper part, on the west side and it was a great big piece missing in the dream but i'm seeing a chunk coming uh growing coming out of it now that i've seen it for a while and i've i haven't looked at to see where it's at right now but it's just it's interesting that we're going i'm experiencing uh these sort of world changes that are uh happening and you know and the changes in the map and the changes in earth and things like that so it's quite uh, it's quite interesting because it's all sort of timed around now. Um, I'm also showing a list if you were to type DIR in DOS uh, back in the old days and you got a scrolling list that went very, very quickly. I was showing that. It was a list of cities. I suppose uh, subconsciously I would have taken in the information, but it was too fast to read. It stopped at Whitehorse or Yukon at the time in 1996, so I figured that was a good place to go. And I wanted to go there anyway. I was looking to get back, essentially back home. And I landed back there. So the same entity that took me to the towers also in, I think, around 2014, or I think it was 2014, um, it worked out to be the same because I'd calculated when I knew exactly when it happened. Of Let's say 96 to 2001 is five years, and 2015 to 2020 is five years. So about 2014, 2015, about the same amount of time where I was taken to the east coast of Canada and shown... I was in a car with people that I recognized. I was one of them was had passed on, but you know we're in this sort of spirit world, and uh, being shown this massive tsunami coming in, and the fishermen and farmers were gearing up for it, but not in a way that would match the size of this wave. So I figured the person in the car was not dead in physical reality, but was was uh, had passed on in the car. So I figured, well, when something happens to them, then I'll know that, you know, whatever this wave uh, is, and some people see it as energy or water or whatever. Uh, lots of people had that sort of vision or message about a big, at least one big tsunami coming in, if not three. 
and standing still like I saw. So as time went on from, let's say, 2015 or whenever I saw it, um, I had discovered that that person... That person was, was uh, I don't want to get into major details, but I lived with babysitters for a lot of years when I was a kid. And he was a father and there was the mother who took care of the kids. She had a lot of kids. And she um, she had passed away first in my reality. She had Alzheimer's. And then he was still alive. And then all of a sudden I found out that he had passed. She had survived and had Alzheimer's and had passed. So he... I'd moved into a reality where he wasn't alive, and I found that quite interesting. So I, reality is shifting. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense. I mean, it's shifting to, um, it's, it's, in other words, we, we cannot gauge anything on anything. I'm shifting into reality that, that changes. In other words, if I'm given a message and I'm waiting for something to happen, I can wake up and find out it already happened a year ago. So, considering I was taken to a the World Trade Center and shown one building, I didn't see two. The only reason I assumed it was two is because World Trade Centers. I mean, there's two of them. So I was shown one. I never gave it any thought. But it could be this World Trade Center, which means, if that's the case, these two sailboats could have been sailing around that building. And it could have everything to do with safe spots across all nations, a place in, in each country, I should say. It could have something to do with the tsunami message because there's two sailboats sailing around the top of the building. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not going to read into it too much, but I found it really interesting. I found a couple things really interesting. One, I faced all three globalisms with fear and concern and worry. And uh, and this goes back to 2000 and I would say seven, if probably before that. Probably 2006. And kept working towards trying to find financial freedom to step up because I didn't know what's happening. And I was, you know, like many of us going through the awakening process bit by bit, coming into higher awareness, not understanding why other people couldn't see that the media was lying. Um, you know, all of the different conspiracies that were um, on the table and nobody cared about. I remember when WikiLeaks started, I think it was about 2010 and I'd sent them, um, I'd, I'd sent, the documents <clears throat> that were my grandfather had because he worked on military projects and I posted them in these videos um, that are on the website. And they wouldn't, they didn't make it through. And I mean, some crazy stuff happened over those documents. Uh, and he was murdered over the stuff that he knew. But the documents wouldn't go through. They were intercepted and they were intercepted a couple of times until finally I, we decided that um, there was no way to get them the documents. And then they had shifted over, they shifted their systems at some point into uh, a different kind of delivering information to WikiLeaks. And I did it because I was trying to add information to potentially to a pot or a bigger puzzle because I understood that... Um, I understood that there was some crazy stuff happening with Harp, Teos Hum, and, uh, which was in New Mexico, and something potentially in Indonesia... Um, I'm not sure, but whatever it was that he was going to be working on next, um, he knew he was going to be killed because he refused to do it. It was some sort of, you know, destructive project. A lot of scientists were killed back then. Anyway, uh, when the WikiLeaks stuff started to come out, I mean, people were still sleeping through it. They, st they still 
you know, they were still blaming anybody that was coming up with a different sort of perspective of reality or of the truth, because it's very difficult for the human mind to take on a new paradigm, take on a new perspective. It just interrupts lives and nobody wants, uh, people just don't want that when they're not ready to wake up. Anyway, it was a very interesting day to have, to, to realize uh, there's this massive tall building that I've never heard of, tallest in the Western Hemisphere. I actually heard it was the tallest in the world, but then as I looked after that, I think even that changed. So, hugely tall and and built, you know, where the trade centers were. To me, to this day, it's it was just empty, an empty space. I had no idea. So, And I think I probably shifted recently. Okay, so that's that. And if it does fit the uh, vision and dreams and stuff like that, then it, it just adds to the idea that we're, we were going to be in a very big storm. Although the two sailboats I saw were in a perfectly clear blue sky, sailing in around. It was nice and beautiful. There was nothing going on. It's hard to say with those kinds of dreams and visions exactly. And it may not be that important. But it is important for me to journal it um, and, to, you know, to put down this sort of time frame about... Uh, Oh, just realizing that that building is there now. Um, is there anything else I wanted to talk about? I would, I would suggest, okay, yeah, there is. There's one more thing. This is a period of time where we want to come in and be centered and stop worrying about things. Moving forward from here forward. 2020 is just going to be one thing after another. It's going to... Um, it's going to challenge a lot of people. It's going to put a lot of people in fear, get people to rise up, and um, a lot of chaos and things like that. But the reason it's important to hold center, to stay calm, centered, and detached from all the drama is because what we're talking about here is aligning to the frequency that you want to move forward with. Now, considering I faced intense fears over my freedom, sovereignty, and the you know the future of my family, and the future of children, the future of everybody... Uh, for each version of globalism is and then they all faded and they fade away one by one the first corporate one faded away as things get exposed in the media the uh, islam one faded away as uh, things changed and then the china one is fading away because they're uh, imploding as well so i didn't i didn't hold on to to any of them um i felt like you know a victim to to whatever the hell it was that was going on. I felt like I was totally out of, out of control, uh, or I had no control, but I'm also aware that I shifted into realities that presented that. It just hit me, blindsided me. It's like, wait, wait a minute, where did this come from? How did this happen? How is it we're in this situation? And um, But I would tend to get to the point where where I did not obsess about it, I would be pissed off. I was worn out and I was tired, but I was waking up and these things were waking me up, um, stressing me out to the point where, you know, I just didn't, there was just no point in doing anything, sort of like a collapse. But what I'm trying to get across here is that it seems to me to be very clear that these things that popped up in my life that were, that were really challenging, either fearful or statistically impossible things happening in such a way that just made no sense. It just, you'd have to be cursed for all of these things to, to happen. What it was doing is um, getting me to face these things and either let them go or not let them go. And if I did let them go and chose not to sort of uh, emotionally attach obsessively, just sort of like, 
be normal about it. They tended to fade away. Each each major threat faded away. And so I sit here in a reality where all three versions of globalism are collapsing. And I've known this, I think, for since 2016, but it didn't stop me from being sort of upset about how much traction each one had gotten, how much power they were still wielding. And I just wasn't afraid of the outcome, but I was still pissed in the meantime that of what people were doing and that a lot of people just couldn't wake up to see the truth of it. And that it was so blatantly clear to me. And even now, people uh, are still aligning to the idea that the mainstream media is telling the truth and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know what reality they're going to end up in. I know that I keep shifting realities. I know that I'm now in a reality with that building that was never there. And what does that mean? It's massively huge. It's got the the Freedom nickname. And I, I do believe over the last couple of years I've heard the Freedom Tower being mentioned, but I had no idea it was a World Trade Center built on top of the Twin Towers. So, you know, it's hard to say really what or when that all unfolded. Um, but anyway, I guess what I'm saying is it's very clear to me that if I don't focus on the things that I'm afraid of, they tend to fade away. And other things tend to come into play, like the building the mosque on on the Twin Tower said, I thought, that this is insane. This was a period of time where Islamic globalism really was putting the pressure on everywhere. It seems to be imploding now, or not mattering, or whatever. It's just coming into balance with everything else. Um, you know, and, it, and so it presented itself in a more fearful way until I stopped being afraid of it. I just let it go. It's going to be what it's going to be. Same with, uh, before that, with Facebook and uh, Google and things like that. They just, they turn themselves into just very dysfunctional companies that are, it's very clear that as things move forward, they'll be broken down by the government and probably sued into oblivion by countries around the globe and people and individually for discrimination and censorship and corruption and social engineering in nefarious ways. And whatever else comes out from the inside, you know, I mean, I really don't know, but yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is really find that harmony inside um, you know, people in general, we've, been, we've just been led down the garden path. We've been promoted um, to be afraid. You know, we, each it seems that each uh, culture has been projected as an enemy to the other cultures. The people in general, when you get to speak with them directly, um, coupled with this evolutionary shift or shifting into higher frequencies, there's nothing to be afraid of. We just need to find peace and harmony within and allow ourselves to move through these shifts. There's not much more to say about it. I'm not, uh, this isn't sort of some profound recording. There's no sort of, you know, um, conclusion here. It's just further evidence that I've faced, like many of us, these sort of fearful scenarios. And if I didn't immerse myself in them, they tended to fade away. Not so quickly that it felt like if I didn't focus on them, they'd go away. But in hindsight, over a long enough period of time, it, that's what has happened. But then again, I wasn't entirely releasing myself from those timelines. I was still, I still had concerns, and I still um, paid attention from time to time when things would pop up. But you can see, or I can see quite clearly, how the mainstream media locks us in to uh, into systems of control. All you have to do is get somebody to fear something. And you're holding on to that version of reality. I mean, it's so crazy, so complicated in a sense.
um, and and so oddly unbelievable. When I today I was listening to uh, Tesla, which you probably heard, leaving California because he's frustrated with the closure shutdown. I don't blame him, but I don't understand the response from government telling him to go fuck himself. Basically, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's it doesn't make any sense that uh, you have a group or a political group um, of globalists imploding economies around the globe, specifically their own, versus, the, let's say, nationalists that are trying to open up economies. It's, you know, I, I said to Adina, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, are these people sort of, in a sense, for simplicity, possessed by spirit that is uh, working in the favor of freedom for the planet? Because you, you have to be brain dead to not care about a big company leaving your state uh, that brings a lot of jobs and innovation, employment and things like that to say, go fuck yourself. To me, it's, it seems like it's, it's just a complete uh, focus on, on implosion of self, of, of uh, low frequency, because we're moving into high frequency. If we stay in a high vibe, then the low vibe stuff falls away, destroys itself. If something can't destroy it, if high vibe isn't destroying it, in a sense, uh, dealing with it in um, high vibe ways, maybe that's court or something, then it just simply destroys itself, removes itself, because it can't sustain itself in high frequency. But, you know, it's it's such a complex... Maybe it's that simple, or it's just very complex, because I can't make heads or tails out of what these people are thinking when they make decisions that they make or lash out. It shows a complete lack of uh, professionalism, understanding of economics, and suicidal, I don't know, tendencies. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It just doesn't make any sense. It's not business. Um, it's it's fucking miracle, really. I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I wanted to do a recording on it. I said, you know, I'm not going to do it. Everybody can see this. We see it. It doesn't make sense. But it does make sense. It makes sense based on frequency. So now we've got to step away from the economics, the economic drivers, which is typically what was driving everything in, in the centralized industries that were so corrupt. Now we have to look at it through the eyes of physics and, um, and frequency. So that if you're in a higher vibe, you're going to see lower frequency fall away. And if you're worried or fearful of something, you're going to anchor yourself to it and see even more of it. You're going to see it begin to take more control. That's my perspective. That's what I'm seeing. And that's uh, the journal entry. I'm going to leave it at that. And, um, take from it what you want. I'm not trying to be political here. I'm trying to share an honest perspective. Um, as somebody who woke up and, and saw, you know, this um, competitive, bit by bit, competitive push to take over control of of the world, basically, and um, it's not about anything except um, the horrors of it. I don't. What I'm trying to say is, uh, I understand that the powers behind those things that's, that were scary had everything to do with politics. It's not personal, um, although media and politics makes everything personal. Everything's scary. And uh, a lot of conflict that isn't there. They highlight a lot of conflict. They do it through separation. Demoralization 
uh, as Yuri Bezmenov describes so well, an ideological subversion. We didn't stand a chance fighting that fight the way they fight that fight. We had to rise above it. We had to move into higher frequency. So let's leave it at that, 24 minutes, and I'll talk to you later.